And the podcast is about more than just research. It's about community, too. I see you in the community. What's going on this weekend? The last time we met, we talked to... Well, last time I talked to the people from downtown. What was the last movie you went to? Miguel, what's new in... Miguel, what's new in the community? Have you gotten any feedback about the Twitter feed? First of all, for the people who contact us on Twitter. About a certain research. Can you tell me more? Well, depends who you talk. Welcome to another episode of the Community Board Podcast with your host, Miguel Valdez. And we're so close to Thanksgiving. It's the week of Thanksgiving week. And today I have a... A special guest today. I have Dr. James Hill from Mayo Clinic. Are you a family medicine doctor, or which department? Uh, yeah. So right now my department is occupational health, uh, but soon I'll be in the uh, primary care internal medicine division. Yeah. What What is occupational health? What What kind of Yeah. Good question. Cover? So occupational health is is employee health so okay. it's the uh you know uh, yeah so your employer there's doctors who work for your employer to, to cover vaccines um or anything related to health in the workplace okay well let me share this with our audience and early i think it was early february before the lockdown the shutdown from the pandemic i was fortunate to attend one of your presentations at the public library. At that time, you were uh, presenting about uh, healthy lifestyle and the importance to have a, what cancer had to do with your diet. So that was, that was an amazing presentation that you did back then. And But at this moment, um, I want to change the conversation a little bit about the holidays. You know, the holidays are here. We keep getting updates from the... Office of the government requiring uh, last week they were asking the new mandate came out related to social gathering during COVID where they suggest um, a limit of 10 individuals per household if you're hosting and no more than three household. Boom. But the next day, guess what? They change it to, to a recommendation to only celebrate with your own household isn't that incredible and and guess what we adapt we just have to adapt and if we're gonna um host well we just need to take extra precaution and 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 you know just follow recommendations doctor what do what uh why is important about get together with family and member family members and friends Right. Yeah, I think um, getting together with family members and friends is, is extremely important uh, for us just as humans, right? I think um, there's a statement that I like. It says, no, no man is an island, right? So it's, it's, it's uh, being together with people is just kind of part of the human experience. And I, I don't think we could thrive without it. Um, and so these days, these times, it's a challenge because we don't have that close interaction because of COVID-19, we're, we're told to social distance uh, with a tool uh, for everyone healthy. And 
it's, you know, the funny thing is, is that our love for one another causes us to want to get together, but also sometimes our love for one another is going to help us to keep each other safe. Um, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's important. Uh, family gatherings are really important. Um, and then, you know, just kind of the, what's going to be the topic of, of this discussion. It's, it's important because we get to know more about ourselves uh, when we interact with our family. And that has huge implications for our own health and how we will interact, you know, with our healthcare team. Yeah. I, I while ago, I listened about um, from the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, the importance of having those conversations, like you said, to learn about our own, our own family health history, because unfortunately, sometimes we don't talk, at least in the Latino community. If uh, somebody died, you didn't ask. Just on, Uncle Tom die. Don't, 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 don't ask. You're just, what, hey, why did he die? Pass me the potatoes. Don't, don't, you know, you just switch the conversation. But it's so important to know what runs in our family, right? It is very important to know what runs in our family. And I, I agree. I think it's, I think it's a cross-cultural experience that we just don't always share what happens in our family with our family members. I think maybe the things that we may know is, are the dramatic cases, like an uncle had a heart attack um, or, or something like that. But when it comes to who had breast cancer or, or colon cancer or how many, how many of your family members have diabetes, you know, I think those types of questions we don't always ask, but they're extremely important because all those things that I mentioned are very, um, uh, very likely to run in families. Yeah, so uh, um, I, I learned the, the second cause of death by cancer is colon cancer, right? Right after breast cancer. Yeah. So for it, so slightly different for guys and, and uh, ladies, right? So uh, for men, prostate cancer is going to be pretty high. For women, breast cancer uh, is going to be pretty high. But when you put them together, right, lung cancer is number one, then colon cancer is next for the combined, oh, okay. you know, types of cancer that get both. Yeah. And, and, why, why, why do you think uh, sometimes that conversation is difficult for all as a male? You know, have that conversation related to, to the prostate checkup or the colon cancer. Sometimes, you know, we, we joke about it, but then when it comes time, you get to that age, the, it's time to do the checkup. I just do just make it prolong that, you know? What would, what, yeah, what you, you know, I think... Well, I think it goes back to, I, I can recall uh, when I was younger as a teenager and you get to the point in life where you have to have a physical and, you know, with young guys, everybody knows you're going to have to get an inguinal hernia exam and you're going to have to drop your shorts in front of the doctor. And so mm -hmm. um, that uh, anxiety with exams that are uh, invasive, you know, for men is, is can be, you know, off-putting, right? And so for colon cancer, one of the ways to screen, I'm sorry, for uh, prostate cancer, one of the ways to screen is with a digital rectal exam. Right. So that's a, just a finger in, in the rectum uh, to check the prostate. And then for colon cancer, it's a 
the most common tool is a, a colonoscopy, which puts a tube also inside the rectum. And so the invasiveness of it uh, makes people a little anxious. Uh, but, you know, I think that uh, we should talk about it so that uh, we're not so anxious about these tests um, because the information that we get from these tests uh, can be life-changing. Yeah. Actually, uh, last year, it was time for me to go, and my dad uh, was encouraging and saying, remember, uh, my grandpa passed because of uh, prostate cancer. So he's he's always been taking vitamins and watching and asking for on his case to have current um, often checkups, you know, and, and then he's always pushing on my brother and myself too to 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 request. So when I went for my checkup, I said uh, they did the blood work, and the night before going into the office, I just couldn't sleep. I'm like, okay, just preparing mentally myself for that experience, like you said, because it's invasive and and it's not something that we get often done. Or anyway, so I got there and, and this is funny. And pretty much I was the man <laughs> to get the check. And the doctor said, well, we did the, the blood work. We did also the test, but your levels obviously doesn't show. So it's not necessary. And I was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't sleep. And I was thinking through the whole day for this moment. And then, but how, how is that different than the blood work versus the actual digital test? Sure. So uh, good question. So uh, those are the two um, ways of screening for prostate cancer. Uh, Now, the digital rectal exam, you're checking for, um, you can, you can find a couple different things. One, you can check to see if the prostate is large, which is a, is a problem that men will have almost all, when you age, your prostate is going to get larger. Uh, it's called BPH. The other thing that you can check for is not just the size of the prostate, but if there's any lumps or um, bumps, so to speak, on the prostate, and that could indicate cancer. So uh, I, I do have an experience while I was in residency. I was able to detect a prostate cancer on an individual um, just by the digital exam. Um, and so it's, it's not as... Um, it's not as good as PSA be, just because, uh, you know, it's operator dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it, it's a it's a useful tool, to, not only for prostate cancer, but also for enlarged prostate. Okay. And, and, and let me see. I have here some notes. Um, at what age is preferred to have a, a colon cancer screening? Yeah. Yeah, so I I, uh, I got something yeah. uh, hot off the press. Hot off the press. Nice. Uh, so uh, for the past couple years, there has been a discrepancy between uh, the United States Preventive Services Task Force, which is the group that kind of gives recommendations for primary care providers uh, for all screening tests. And their recommendation uh, determines whether your insurance will cover it. So the Affordable Care Act is based off of uh, the U.S. United States Preventive Services Task Force. It's based off of their recommendations. Well, for years it has been start colon cancer screening at 50 for men. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of years ago, the um, American Cancer Society recommended start at 45 for colon cancer. That is in general. I'm sorry. And so this, is, this, is, uh, this recommendations is for individuals who have family history of colon cancer or just across the board? This, this is just across the board. So just last month, uh, the United, the U.S. Uh, PSTF is recommending 45. So this is a draft recommendation uh, that will likely soon be adopted. And so the, the recommendation will now be 45 um, as the starting age for colon cancer screening for, for all individuals uh, with a B rating, um, especially for African, for, for everyone. I see. So, well, this year, actually, you know how, how the conversation, it was all over related with the actor Chad, Chadwick Bosman, that he died of colon cancer at 43. It's, and yeah, it, it's incredible. It's a big thing. Yeah, it's a big thing. I mean, it, it's so, um, so for one, he was a great actor. Like, yeah. you know, he was, uh, yeah. you know, he, he did great movies. Um, everybody probably knows him mostly for the Black Panther role. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was so young, um, especially when, you know, the recommendation has been start colon cancer screening at 50. Uh, so I think it's important to kind of just pause and, and talk about his case and why it's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, he had fourth stage, stage four, colon cancer, um, for at least four years. Um, And so he had to have been diagnosed at the age of 39, uh, which is much younger than anybody would think that he should have been checked for colon cancer. Um, And so what that means is, is that he, or I don't know his exact story, but I know that for someone to be checked in their 30s, it's because usually likely that they had uh, a family uh, history of colon cancer. Um, And so what I want to share with uh, everybody listening is that while the the long-time recommendation has been started at 50, and now it's going to be started at 45, uh, also the recommendation had been if you have a family history of colon cancer of a first-degree relative, that's a father or a sibling, or a brother, right? Uh, if they're less than 60, then you start screening at 40. Okay. Uh, or, and I don't want to make it too complicated, but if you had more than two relatives, regardless of the age, you also start at 40. Now, if you have to start screening at 40, uh, then you have to have had that conversation in your 30s, right, with your doctor to get prepped for that. Uh, so I think this is something that we don't always talk about, and that is um, the early age that we have to start talking about these things with our doctors. And, I, you know, what I would suggest is if you haven't seen your doctor and you're, and you're in your 30s, um, do so, because there is a lot of um, choices that will need to be made very, very quickly, depending on your family history. And so it's not 50, it's not 45. We really need to get in our doctors and talk about these things in our 30s so we can be prepared. And how, how big are the disparities within communities of color 
for the early detention too, right? Sure, yeah. Um, so for colon cancer, African-Americans have the highest rate of colon cancer. Um, and I, and I have to look at the, the data again, again, but I think uh, the Latino community is slightly um, higher than um, it's kind of the general kind of white population. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the rates are much higher. It's not like, you know, twice as high, but it's, it's uh, you know, significantly higher in, uh, that uh, African-Americans and uh, Latino-Americans should be mm-hmm. concerned about colon cancer in their families. And what, what is uh, the, the relation with the foods that we eat and, and the cancer, colon cancer, prostate cancer, or any other cancers, I guess? Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's an important question. You know, one of the things that I really, um, you know, am interested in is lifestyle um, factors that contribute to cancer and other diseases. And so there are several things that contribute to colon cancer. Uh, one of those things, uh, I'll, I'll start off with red meat and processed meat. Okay. Okay, red meat and processed meat have a strong um, correlation uh, mm-hmm. with, or a str- relatively strong correlation with uh, colon cancer. Um, the other thing that has a strong correlation is fiber. So lack of fiber in the diet is bad. High fiber is good. Um, and And so that goes along with also recommendation of eating lots of fruits and vegetables. Um, so a high fruit and vegetable diet is, is uh, shown to be uh, associated with less cancer. Um, smoking uh, is also um, almost associated with almost every cancer you can think of, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alcohol, I saw that too. I remember yeah. the presentation. That's right. Yeah, alcohol as well. Um, obesity actually um, is, is associated as well, sedentary lifestyle. Uh, um, and so these, these things, uh, they may not be huge risk, you know, uh, increases, not all of them, but uh, they show some correlation with, uh, with higher rates of colon cancer. Doctor, how, how will you uh, recommend, you know, for, to, to bring that conversation, you know, to, to do those small changes of lifestyle. Like you said, stress also, I have read that stress also yeah. put your body on, on uh, inflammation or also, you know, and, and, and uh, doesn't help, you know, yeah. being under stress. Well, how, how, how can we bring that conversation among friends and family? Yeah, you know, um, it depends on, you know, your relationship with, with each other's. Uh, and what I would say, I was thinking about this question kind of in relationship to uh, family gatherings. And right now, you know, we may be having Zoom sessions with our families. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I think a, 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 an easy transition would be probably, you know, picking on our, you know, uh, grandparents, you know, uh, because when you're always in, when you're in a family conversation tends to revolve around what did grandma do? What did grandpa do? You know, you remember this dish or meal, right? You know, you think about the traditions that have come down from like grandma 
And I, I think an easy transition would be, you know, what did grandpa die from again? You know, and, or what did grandma die from? And then from there, you know, does anybody else in the family have these things? I see. So I think that could be one. I mean, that's just one way of wedging the conversation into uh, diseases that af- affect the family. Um, and it's, and it's, a, it's a, a kind of a sidestep way of asking people directly, right? What's, mm-hmm. you know, what kind of health uh, conditions they have. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of less intimidating because everybody loves grandma, grandpa, and mom and dad, you know, and so that, that might be one way. Doctor, what um, I have here, when, when, then when should we uh, be screening for colon cancer? Is that a 52? That's 50, right? And with prostate? So well, currently, you said they're, they're moving yeah. back to, to 40s? Yeah, right, exactly. So, okay. Right. So for colon cancer right now, it's still 50, but 45, um, I think if you're African-American, you should probably do 45. And once again, soon, I think everybody's going to be moving to 45 for the start date on colon cancer. And when it comes to prostate cancer, it's 50. Okay. Is your experience, uh, most of these checkups, insurance cover them? And do you usually, who yes. start that conversation, the patient or the doctor? Because I, I know these days doctors, you know, the interaction with the doctor is really small. So, and usually if you're, if you're visiting a doctor, you know, it's recommended to kind of have a plan, the things that you want to ask the doctor. You obviously, sometimes you're doing a visit because you have something concerned it might not be related to this, but it's also, I have learned that it's important to have a plan when you, you have a doctor visit because sometimes we're there and you're on the stress or you're worried like, oh, my meter is running out. I need to go quick and, you know, those kind of things. We get distracted. But to have those those questions line up, in your experience, is usually the patient who asks for the for those checkups or is just when you get to that age, they say, how, how is that protocol? Who, who brings this up? Right. I think in my experience, I usually bring it up <laughs> okay. for prostate cancer screening or for colon cancer screening. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's it's kind of in the context of when you have a patient before you, uh, um, you know, uh, there's certain, there's a, there's a list of things that you know that you need to be checking for. Um, diabetes, hypertension, colon cancer, prostate cancer, you know, so there's some core preventive services that most primary care doctors are going to be uh, hypervigilant and and looking for. But I tell you what, your doctor will be so excited if you have family history, you know, in mind, because that is really going to, it it may have a huge, you know, um, you know, that may be the decision point. Okay, that's good to know. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Good to know. Doctor, how are you going to be celebrating Thanksgiving? Oh, man. Uh, you had to work? So, so I'll be working. <laughs> are you working? Yeah. I'll be working. Okay. Yeah. Are you originally from the Midwest, from this area? Uh, no. 
No, I'm from, uh, you know, the I like to call it the bottom right corner. Uh, so I'm from Georgia. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, they cook really good in, down there. I was there yeah, uh, yeah, a yeah. year and a half ago, and every every time we, we have a meal down there, I couldn't move. <laughs> Everything was so delicious. <laughs> The tea, the yeah. gravies, everything. Uh, beautiful, wonderful yeah. experience down there. So, doctor. Good, good, good. Yeah. Any message that you want to send to our friends and listeners uh, regarding men's health and, and why, why, as a man, we, we need to uh, take care of ourselves? Because, uh, you know, we, if, the whole structure of the family crumbles. Obviously, the mom is the main, you know, holds everything together. But whereas as males, how, what any recommendation or tip you can give us to to be uh, more open to a healthy lifestyle and 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 bring these conversations? Yeah, you know, I, I would say um, when it comes to men and men's health. You know, I think that it's extremely important for us because, um, you know, so many people, you know, depend on us. Um, and, you know, just like, you know, I, I don't think the man is any less, you know, critical than the, you know, the wife or the mom, you know. Um, and I, I would say for me, um, what motivates me to be helpful is, you know, my, my, are my kids. Um, you know, my, my wife, um, you know, my siblings, um, you know, it's, it's like the statement I mentioned earlier, you know, no man is an island, you know, um, we, we are critical. We're absolutely critical to our communities um, and being around, you know, for them, you know, is, is really important. So, um, you know, I, I think that we, we try to be so strong um, that uh, we spend a vulnerability to talk about subjects that could be harmful to us. Uh, because if we don't talk about these subjects, uh, you know, then uh, we, we may not be around, you know, for those we love uh, and for those that love us. True. Doctor. Thank you so much for agreeing to be our guest today. I'm going to be reaching out to you again to, to keep inviting you, give us your advice. And, and I want to invite everybody to be safe during these holidays. Uh, say hello to your family and friends if you can virtually and, and you know, keep your distance and, and let's try to keep everybody healthy. Uh, don't eat too much, but it's, that's kind of almost impossible. <laughs> and uh, I want to invite everybody to follow us on Facebook. You can find us on the Community Board, on iTunes, on the Community Board Podcast, on SoundCloud, also on the Community Board Podcast, and on Twitter, on the Community Board. Reach out to us if you have something that you want to share with the community. We're here, and we want to help you spread the message. Doctor, uh, Get your Tupperwares ready to bring your turkey to work and have a great day. And I hope uh, 
the best for 2021. <laughs> All right, thank you, Miguel. It was, so, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. I'll be back anytime you want me to. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. All right, well, last time take care. I talked to the people from downtown. What was the last movie you went to, Miguel? What's new? Miguel, what's new in the community? Have you gotten any feedback about the Twitter feed? First of all, for the people who contact us on Twitter, about a certain research. Can you tell me more? Well, depends who you talk if you talk to the people from the board. Why did the yogurt go to the art museum? Did you see in the news? To get more culture.